This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Prince at Carolina, I'm Taylor Vipolis, and this is Up in the Rafters, where I'm joined by Carolina basketball legend, 2017 national champion Justin Jackson. Justin, it was a much needed bounce back week for this North Carolina team first beating Georgia Tech and then the Citadel what were kind of your takeaways watching those two games um I mean I think the first one is the the talent level that they played against was definitely a little lower um but I think those are games that you know with where they were going into those games I think those were big for their um you know hopefully kind of getting them back on track as far as the things that they're supposed to be doing um, and they know that they can, that they can do throughout the season. So um, it was good to kind of see them, you know, get a little bit of a rhythm and some confidence back. What were kind of the similarities in the two wins that you saw that maybe were encouraging signs for this North Carolina team? Because Hubert Davis mentioned, you know, it was the first time all season basically where he's watched this team and he's like, wow, this, this looks like a North Carolina team where, they're they're running in transition. They're playing through the post. They're out rebounding teams for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, obviously, Coach Davis knows what he's talking about. But I think getting out in transition for me was kind of the biggest. Um, I guess getting back to normal situation. Um, I think you saw kind of in their, you know, in the, in a couple losses that they had, the other teams were able to keep them in the half court, um, force them into tough shots. They weren't able to get easy ones. Um, but in these last two games, you kind of saw them be able to get up, pressure guys on defense, you know, get in passing lanes, get out in transition, get some easy ones. Um, and I think for this team, that's huge, especially with a team that's, you know, obviously has two really good guards, but then has a big down low. Um, it just opens things up more for Mondo. And I think in the last game, you're able to kind of see him be able to play in some space a little bit down low on the block um, and have, 
obviously another double double and you know add to his you know historic numbers as far as that goes um so i think that's big for them to where they're not always having to play against a half court set defense um and it just gives their playmakers more room to you know to make plays yeah and the the point of emphasis for this north carolina team from from the players um they said the point of emphasis was playing through the post baycott goes for 21 and 10 against georgia tech and then 14 and 11 against the citadel where he he's doing a great job rim running getting a deep post position and then the guards are doing a good job finding him seth trimble uh rj davis um but you mentioned the the drop in talent, and it's kind of something that I've gone back and forth on. How sustainable do you think it is for this North Carolina team to have Armando Baycott be the one that that they're playing through? Because I think it's it's a good idea in theory, but against the the bigger teams, you know, he he doesn't really look as comfortable you know, playing with, with a back to the basket. And a lot of his points are, you know, j- just cleaning up or, around the basket off misses. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's shown um, that he's somebody that you can try to play through. Um, I think it just makes it a lot easier whenever he's not, whenever other teams aren't able just to focus in on him. Um, I think a lot of times like against Indiana, um, you know, even against some of the other teams that they lost to, they were doubling him a lot. Um, and obviously as a great player, they're going to try to do that a lot of times, but when you have other players able to make plays, um, and playing at a high level, then the other team can't focus as much on Mondo. So I think it is, I think it is big, obviously they've had, they had success the last two games playing through him and, and allowing him to be the main guy that's, you know, the offense is going through. Um, but I think you're also going to have to see, you know, when you look at even the game against Georgia Tech they only made three threes, you know? And I think for me, when I'm looking at a team like North Carolina, the biggest question mark for me, and I think for us going into the season was how are they going to, you know, fill that gap that Brady left, which was mainly shooting and and spreading the floor. Um, Because that is ultimately what I feel like created a lot of the opportunities for Mondo down low was, Brady being able to space the floor and whatever actions they were doing. And then you can go through, through Mondo. Um, So I think for me, that's kind of the one thing that I'm watching going forward is who can step up and hit shots from the perimeter to make the defense have to spread a little bit more um, and focus on that. So then Mondo can get easy ones and he's not playing. It's a double all the time. Yeah, that, that, that's a a great point. And RJ Davis kind of, um, mentioned that a bit where this team is way more efficient from the outside when they get Mondo going and they're a lot more effective when, when they are playing inside out and Hubert Davis kind of um, emphasized that too in, in his postgame um, press conferences. But I thought the other thing for this North Carolina team that was an encouraging sign was the positive assist to turnover ratio. We haven't really seen that. <laughs> a ton this year. Um, North Carolina had 15 assists in the uh, in the Georgia Tech game, and then they had uh, 24 assists in the Citadel game. And I think they they had about 10 
10 turnovers in in each game so it was it was a considerable assist to turnover ratio where they're making the extra pass coach davis said you know they've they've been at home they have the chance to practice they're playing better defense over that stretch they're rebounding better they're making the extra passes they're shooting better how much does that help when you can get off these extended road trips and you do get some of that familiarity back of of being at home and getting the chance to get in the gym and, and getting to practices. Yeah, I mean, especially in college, um, it makes a world of difference. You know, you, you look at their past schedule. I mean, they've been in some hostile places um, and haven't been able to kind of be in their own bed, be in their own gym, um, even be in their own locker room. Just being in your own locker room and kind of having that sense of, um, you know, being comfortable is, you know, a big thing, especially in college. So um, obviously being able to go home and like we said, playing against these two teams and being able to try to get back on track. You know, I think, like you said, the assist numbers are huge. Even against Citadel, like I said before in the Georgia Tech game, they had, you know, 15 for 31 from three. Um, you know, whether that's just them being more comfortable at home or, maybe getting easier shots or whatever it might be. Um, you know, you can just kind of sense that there's there's a little bit more of a, a flow to what they're doing. Um, so being at home, I think, is huge. I think Coach Davis obviously prepared them for these two games really well. Um, and so I think, you know, it's just a matter of them trying to take this, you know, momentum into the next, you know, the next games and, and keep, keep it going. One thing that I thought was interesting from – hearing Caleb Love talk after, I believe it was after the Citadel game, he was saying that this team kind of has to just cut the cord from last year. Um, a lot of people, I think, still have the that run on the back of their mind, maybe thinking that it's going to be easy and teams are going to kind of just lay over for them and, and let them back into a Final Four. Um, is, is that a mentality that you guys had in, in 2017 where you have to stop thinking about losing in the title game and be more focused and more present in the present? Yeah, I think I think it's kind of twofold, especially for this team. Um, you know, a lot of times I, I think they're like their number one ranking, um, all the hype they had going into this year. Um, I think a lot of people forget that they they really struggled kind of how they've struggled this year at the start of last season. And it's basically the same team minus Brady, who was a huge, huge piece for them. Now they've got Pete who's playing really well for them, but they were really just a team that got hot at the right time and then made plays down the stretch and ended up making it, you know, and very easily could have won the national championship. So I think going into this season, I think a lot of people in their minds, all they remembered was, you know, that run towards the end of the season and not, the struggles that they had before that. And so I think it's it's unfair and unrealistic to expect this team just because they have a bunch of guys returning to expect this team to be right back to that same form that they were last year at the end of the season. Um, and so I think going into this year, whether it is, you know, the players or it is other teams are just giving them their best shot because it's North Carolina. I think you've seen kind of some of the struggles that they've had that they had last year. And so I think it's just a matter of them growing and learning. I love, you know, kind of what Caleb is saying as far as, okay, you know what, like last year was last year. Like, yeah, we've got a bunch of guys returning, but this is a totally different year, totally different team. Um, you know, they're playing a little bit different. Um, so 
it really is just them focusing in on the team that they have now um, and kind of continuing that. That's kind of how we had to do it, you know, back in 2017 was just, okay, you know, we made it to the championship. Obviously we lost, you know, guys like Marcus and Bryce, um, but we knew it wasn't going to be easy. Um, and at the same time, you have to remember that success that you had and you have to use that as motivation. Okay. We want to get back to that point. We love that feeling. We want to end up being the last team standing. And so um, it's kind of a balance, but I think at the same time, they have to focus in on the team that's there now and what they want to accomplish now and, you know, try to go forward from there. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, and then against the Citadel, I thought you saw it's it's a game Carolina is going to – I think they were 26-point favorite. Obviously, they're going to go in and kind of roll that team over. But you saw the expanded bench and a lot of guys that could help this team out um, for a potential postseason run. Jalen Washington, uh, Dontra Styles, Tyler Nichols, Seth Trimble. Looking at this group, first, what did you think of Jalen Washington, who – I think he I think he first tore his ACL before his sophomore year, then he tore it going into last year. He hasn't played a game since July of 2021. And uh what do you kind of think he can bring to this North Carolina team as, as another big? Yeah, I mean it's for one it's just good to see him able to get back out there and play, right? Obviously I've I've been blessed to not have to you know go through injuries and surgery and rehab um but I obviously know a bunch of people that have and, and kind of the journey that it is to get back to playing and feeling comfortable and feeling good out there. So it's for one good to see him be able to put that Jersey on and go out there and play, um, especially in the Dean Dome. So um, congrats to him, but I think it's just, it gives you more depth at, you know, at that five position, you don't have to play Pete, you know, 39 minutes, you know, and being kind of the backup to Mondo. Now you can have somebody that you can throw in there when Mondo needs a break or, you know, whatever it is, obviously Jalen's super talented, but whatever the role is that he might be, um, you know, now you can kind of, you know, take some of that pressure off of, you know, Pete and, and Mondo, however Coach Davis sees it fit. Um, but I think for me, what I really liked, and it's funny because we joked about it whenever, you know, me, Marcus, Kenny, a bunch of the guys were back at, at school playing pickup this past summer. Um, I really like the aggressiveness of Tyler Nickel. I think he comes in there and there's no fear you know obviously there's there's obviously always things that he can work on and things that he can get better at but just having that no fear and going in and just hooping um I think is going to end up being something that really helps this team especially coming off the bench um so 
you know, hopefully he can keep that going and keep the confidence that he has going right now. Um, and Coach Davis kind of utilizes that. Yeah, that, that freshman group offers a lot for this team between Jalen Washington, uh, Tyler Nickel, like you mentioned, Seth Trimble, I, I want to talk about. The the more I watch Seth Trimble, the more I'm like, this this guy, he should be playing. He should be playing more. Um, his ability to attack the basket, he gets a ton of paint touches, kind of opens the floor for a lot of people. I think he had five assists in, in the Citadel game. He he understands how to make plays and and how to get the ball to the people in the right spot. So kind of what did you think of, of Seth Trimble? And do you kind of agree with that when you watch him that this this is somebody whose playing time should keep going up and up with his ability at at that one spot? Yeah, I mean, he's just so solid. Um, I think that's kind of what you look for coming off the bench, especially in a point guard, um, somebody that um, he might not go out and get you 30, but he's going to run the team. He's going to pressure the ball on defense. Um, and then he's going to try to make plays for all of his guys on the offensive end. Um, and so just being a steady, smart, um, you know, and at the same time, aggressive point guard, being able to make things happen for your team is huge. And I think especially for this team, um, somebody that's, you know, a team that's very, you know, top five heavy, um, being able to have somebody come in and kind of, you know, settle the ship whenever some of the bench guys are in there and um, maybe things are a little bit different as far as players on the court. So I think he's shown, obviously, like you said, that, you know, I think he's kind of played his way into playing, you know, a few more minutes um, so hopefully he can just keep on being kind of that steady rock for that bench, that bench unit. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch that freshman group kind of grow together, um, throughout the years and, and even, even this year as the season kind of goes on, but how long would you say it took for, for you to get comfortable on the court your freshman year when you, you do make that adjustment from, from high school level competition to, the ACC, which is as, as big a jump as you can make at this level. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, I don't know if I ever truly was um, fully comfortable. I I obviously was blessed to, you know, I, I started basically from game one and played a lot of minutes um, when I got to school. So I was able to kind of work through that a lot easier than, you know, guys that maybe don't get as much minutes. Um, but it is a jump. Like you're so used to, in high school, you're so used to, for one, being the guy, everything being drawn up for. Um, honestly, everything kind of comes easy for you because um, you're just better than basically everybody else that you're playing against. Um, and then you get to school and it's, you know, you're playing against guys possibly two, three years older than you. Um, they're stronger. They have already played the college game before. Um, so it is a learning adjustment. And I think a lot of times, you know, as fans and as just – you know, people watching North Carolina, you expect guys to be able to come in and be exactly who they were in high school and, you know, asking yourself, why is it not translating when there's a lot of things that go into whether it's playing time, whether it's OK, it's a different speed, it's a different you know physicality, it's different talent level. Um, so I think that's, you know, I think you're you're kind of seeing a couple of the freshmen kind of. Finding their niche. Um, you know, now that they're at this level and kind of finding what it is that they need to do for this team. So, you know, hopefully they just keep on getting more and more comfortable, um, you know, and, and can help this team in, in a bunch of different ways. 
Saturday, Carolina has a chance to get that signature win over a ranked opponent. They're 0-3 this year against ranked teams. And with the way that the ACC is shaping up, you might only have maybe five more chances after Saturday against ranked teams to kind of boost your resume before um, selection Sunday comes. But besides a win, what would you like to see Saturday to give you and see the best chance against um, a pretty talented Ohio state team? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see the things that they've done in these last two games translate into, you know, a game against a high level opponent. Um, so I want to see them, you know, pressure, pressure the ball on defense, you know, get in the passing lanes, get out and transition on offense, um, you know, get some easy buckets um, that can get these guys going. You know, I think there's, there's a huge difference between three threes made in the game and 15 threes. And it, I think one of the biggest difference means that there's a bunch of spacing out there on the floor. You're getting open and good looks. You're not struggling to, you know, find guys that are open. Um, and then obviously, play through Mondo, right? Like, it's like, get out and transition. If you don't have anything, all right, hit the post, move, let him go to work, um, get him in some sort of action to where he's rolling downhill and he's, you know, going against a defender that obviously can't um, guard that type of action. So uh, I think those are the biggest things I want to see. I just want to see them defensively play with the same energy and effort that they've played with the last two games, uh, which ultimately translates into way better offense for him on the other end. Saturday, Carolina plays Ohio State at Madison Square Garden. It's a 3 p.m. tip. And then Wednesday, Carolina goes to Charlotte for the Jumpman Invitational against Michigan. So you're back-to-back rivals, Michigan and Ohio State in, in consecutive games. Uh, Justin, I, I know you're the praying type. So just say a prayer for me. I'm flying to New York tonight for this game. Sunday, I'm flying back to Charlotte. After the game on Wednesday, I'm flying back to New York for Christmas. And then after Christmas, I'm flying to San Diego for the bowl game. And then, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot. So just keep me in your thoughts. Hey, trust me, I'll, I'll send the prayers out <laughs> your way. <laughs> but appreciate everybody watching or listening and appreciate Justin for your time as always, and we will be back most likely Thursday, depending on the schedule, to talk about the Ohio State and Michigan games. Justin, appreciate it. Always appreciate you, man. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.